Hey, John, how do I get this? Uh... Hello, welcome to the Sean Steele Personal Injury Teleconference. Today's special guest is a brain surgeon. As always, you're encouraged to press the number one at any time during the conference call to ask a question, and we hope you enjoy today's personal injury uh, program. Dr. Sean Steele, thanks for joining us. We got a, It's always a special program getting some of the best people in personal injury on the phone with us. Uh, today is one of my favorite subjects, uh, the area that continues to grow in interest and also frequently in many personal injury cases with, uh, with chiropractors. Keep in mind, chiropractors are the ones that actually see more personal injury victims than, than any other health care provider. Uh, that's something that's terribly important. People uh, are, are very concerned about medical charges, medical procedures, and uh, generally sometimes just a lack in the indifference that you can get from medical institutions. Chiropractors have a much more personal and, and detailed approach to, uh, to victims, and it's also a much safer uh, alternative. But you get those patients that come in with an airbag case where they were hitting a in the forehead by a 200-mile-an-hour projectile in a microsecond, their life's going to change. It's it's going to be a real problem. People that have a direct blow to their head, sometimes they're rendered unconscious. That's a huge problem, and it could be lifetime. People that are hit, in, in, you know, on, upon impact, and their head strikes the, the side of the car, uh, the window. So these are these are major uh, areas of, of accidents that people uh, often suffer from. And then you got the slip and fall and the trip and fall, people falling directly on their head. So these are much more common than many of us think, and there used to be for the longest time uh, diagnosis of a concussion but absolutely nothing you could do about it just you know just kind of go home and 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 and, and weather it out so I've asked a uh, dr. Shaw to join us who is a brain surgeon uh, and the uh, uh, he's active uh, in, in traumatic brain cases all the time and he's one of the busiest uh, brain traumatic uh, brain surgeons uh, there are in Orange County and he's terribly articulate a couple of things that I want to go over uh, with them is to find out precisely what are some of the best alternatives for chiropractors. Chiropractors is the first alternative uh, approach for people involved in an accident. Many times you have people that have a concussion, but there's no way of knowing how serious it is. And many times the patient themselves don't even know that they have a concussion. So it's up to the chiropractor to, to use their skills their analysis and their training to spot those injuries, and it's terribly important in the history when you take a history of the patient. The biggest clue is that we don't need to make it too uh, subtle. We don't need to make it too too uh, too complicated. Uh, any blow to the head is worth investigating. Now, if somebody claims they have a big headache because they were hit from behind, but there's not the usual concussion signs. Let's not get too excited about it. Sometimes we overdiagnose and think we think there's something happening when the person has a bad headache, and they their head did not hit anything. And so this this uh, this lack of force on the brain usually is not a good sign for a pronounced. Uh, easy to prove a head injury. So we got, we want to be careful that we don't want to overdo it. Often we underdo it. We have a clear cut concussion. Somebody was knocked out for 15 seconds. Uh, there's going to be a major change uh, in behavior, and well, how do how do we deal with that? And I I have five uh, approaches and five categories. First of all, I want to be able to uh, when you have a patient that's got a lot of complaints, a lot of headaches. Uh, a bunch of uh, referrals come in mind to to help prove it up and to help get some care. Uh, one referral uh, that I have in mind is certainly. 
what do we do with a person that has a lot of complaints and want to talk about it relentlessly, and they've got some serious uh, issues? I would suggest, uh, whether or not it's a concussion, that they see a marriage and family counselor. And as odd as that may be, uh, that's terribly important. they got to see a marriage and family counselor that takes some of the pressure. And uh, from the doctor who's always having to uh, have a, uh, a situation where the patient is constantly asking, constantly uh, uh, working, constantly and constantly uh, having an uh, ongoing uh, issue. And by seeing a marriage family counselor, they listen, they're kind, they're loving. Two or three sessions that has to be paid for in cash, in short, it's generally won't cover it, really takes the pressure off the chiropractor and helps document what we call the emotional injury. It may not be a concussion, but it certainly has changed their lives, and they're certainly upset for a temporary period of time. Uh, secondly... Secondly, the other issue that I, I think is terribly important is a psychologist. Uh, some psychologists are very good at this. Many are not. Uh, some of them overcharge. Uh, some of them are reasonable. And this is a kind of a trial and error experience. But a psychologist that has experience in trauma cases are the best. Uh, they don't dispense drugs. They can listen. They can render a good diagnosis. Oftentimes, they'll recommend lots of treatment. Uh, I'd be wary of that. Many of them do not take liens, but those are the psychologists have a definite place when it comes to a head injury rec recovery, uh, but they should have special training and a background. Uh, the trouble is there's so many psychologists out there, about 90% are not fit to handle serious trauma, head trauma cases. So you've got to be careful about those. Uh, thirdly is the uh, neurologist. And again, neurologists having special training in brains ought to know the difference, ought to be careful and, and, uh, and, and understanding about how neurologists work, uh, and, and especially when it comes to brain trauma. And surprisingly, a large number of them are not trained to deal with trained traumatic uh, brain injury cases. They're, they're concerned about other parts of the body. And I don't see that uh, happening very often. So when we see a neurologist, oftentimes they get very disappointing reports. They miss the, the concept altogether. Uh, they don't do a good job in diagnosing. So you've got to be very careful about the neurologist. They, many of them are good on a lean, but they just don't have any training in brain injury cases. Uh, finally, uh, the psychiatrist oftentimes is seen in head injury cases. They dispense drugs. Uh, they have special training in neurology, special training in psychiatry. They should be good at trauma cases, and some are, some are not. Uh, they uh, will, again, do the, the kind of consultation and discussion with the patient, but I don't see any real medical care that's taking place. Um, I'd like to know if Dr. Shaw has joined us. Doctor, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Are you able to hear me? Holy cow, you sound great. I've been doing all this uh, talking here, not giving, giving you a chance to breathe. I appreciate it. Okay, I was, great. I was patiently and very appreciatively listening, but uh, thank you, Sean, for having me and uh, being able to offer my insight. Well, the last category, the gold standard, is what I call the brain surgeon, uh, the, the, the neurosurgeon that actually deals with these cases. And Dr. Shaw is a fun person I've recently become acquainted with the last couple of years. We've worked several cases together. 
Uh, he's one of the busiest brain surgeons in Orange County because he does the emergency brain trauma cases. Would you tell us about uh, what you've done in the last week or two with some of your emergency brain cases? What kind of uh, cases were they? Sure. Well, one of the fun part of this uh, uh, this line of work is that you never know what you're going to get. And uh, I deal in uh, the second probably busiest uh, trauma center here at Orange County Global uh, Medical Center. We are There are three here in Orange County. And uh, we at any week or in any month, uh, we're seeing almost a, a trauma a day. And these range wow. anything from uh, could be the mild head concussion to the serious life-threatening traumatic brain injury that requires uh, a major surgery. There's major injury, and they require a lot of resources and a lot of expertise and a lot of uh, intensive monitoring and treatment, uh, you know, that... Uh, uh, in order to just either keep them alive and to uh, preserve as much as we can for brain functioning as possible. So uh, we run the gamut, and uh, let me say within the last uh, 48 hours, I've uh, treated a, uh, a young man in a motorcycle accident that came in with a fractured skull, a large blood clot that I had to do major surgery on, is now in critical condition. A uh, 68-year-old man that fell off uh, the ladder while doing some work on the uh, roof of his house uh, ended up with a, a serious uh, fracture of the uh, skull uh, and a blood mild blood clot as well that we're monitoring and he's uh, luckily uh, doing okay. And then uh, we just uh, this morning uh, uh, had a, a bicyclist, uh, a young man and a bicyclist uh, who uh, was uh, struck by a car and uh, has a minor uh, hemorrhage, uh, but of course is uh, confused and disoriented. Um, and, of course, we're getting them along. So these are the typical bread and butter things that we're getting day in and day out. So, But uh, we do see a gamut, and, of course, uh, there's, it's very important to recognize those people that may just come in and have uh, minimal to no uh, 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 complaints after, uh, let's say, uh, the most typical I can tell you is the person uh, seated in a car wreck being involved in an injury or involved in a car uh, collision, uh, either most typically from the back, and their heads are just kind of rocked back and forth, and they come in, to, of course, they're shocked, they're confused, they're disoriented to some extent. Uh, all this, uh, uh, you know, their adrenaline is rushing up. Um, they're not complaining of headaches, but, of course, then we screen them, and CT scans are negative. Uh, we let them go home, but after the ensuing days to weeks, uh, they could be crippled by the fact that they're having experiencing uh, significant problems with uh, uh, what's called neurocognitive functioning, routine things such as, uh, you know, focus and concentration and memory, short-term memory. Um, I'm, I, I typically will even see people of, uh, in very significant positions uh, like bankers or executives have uh, had these experiences and they just can't function in their work gets them uh, psychologically, uh, you know, despaired. Uh, they can't function either uh, uh, emotionally or from the cognitive standpoint. And if they don't have the right direction to uh, uh, steer them, uh, because there are early interventions and uh, injury centers around that uh, have knowledge of these kind of things to help guide these patients to, uh, they could be, uh, some become even suicidal because they just don't know what's going on. They know that they have some uh, issue related to the uh, accident, 
uh, but because their scans are negative, and even routine physicians, they say, well, your scans are negative, and, you know, be on your way, and, you know, things will get better, uh, but sometimes they don't. So it's very important to recognize these key elements and features early on so they can be directed in the appropriate fashion for appropriate intervention. Well, there's a, well, you've, you know, you've, you've, you've really touched on a nerve that most chiropractors uh, think about when they're doing motor vehicle accident cases. Uh, I've, I've had to, uh, you know, the opportunity to lecture with neuro, uh, with uh, neuropsychologists and such, and there, 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 there's always the debate about how serious is the head injury, and, and, and some patients tend to exaggerate, no question about it. You know, they got hit, and oh my God, their life has changed, and, and, and yet there's, it doesn't pass the smell test. We've got to be careful. Sometimes our patients can uh, fool us. Uh, so I recommend a concussion questionnaire just to get the ball rolling. Uh, many patients uh, don't even know that they have a head, head injury, and, and, and they're not able to express it or articulate it, and you've got to get it from the spouse. Uh, how do you get through the, I guess, uh, the malingering test? Uh, generally, people that get rear-ended don't have per- permanent head injuries unless they hit their head on some object that really creates a, an objective concussion. That's been my experience. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and that is a very challenging thing in medicine overall. It, it is, uh, you know, it, it, we'd like to say you always give patients the benefit of the doubt, but of course there are telltale signs as well. In other words, their emotional makeup, especially when they come in, uh, they seem to be particularly perturbed. I mean, if the uh, typical patient, as I indicate, uh, are the you know highly functioning people who are, have a busy, uh, actively productive life, um, and this clearly affects them from an emotional standpoint that's concurred by their family members. Um, it's not, you know, hard to really make those people out. They come to you, they're distraught, they're tearful, um, they're saying, I can't function, I want to function, I need to go back in, uh, to work. Um, and so their motivation obviously is uh, in the right direction. Um, and the, of course, the malingerers, Again, it is requiring a little bit of a uh, an art form to tease these uh, questions out and these answers out of them uh, by knowing what their background is, especially if they have history of uh, drug abuse or uh, right, you know, right. come from a you know a broken down family background. Uh, there's a lot of family dynamics and, you know, psychosocial dynamics that go behind it. And that does require a little bit of work. But I think for the most part, most people that I see um, that have negative scans that come in uh, with this emotional uh, uh, state that they, uh, you know, a very perturbed state, uh, and you know that they have a very active, productive lifestyle that they, they're, you know, they're very eager and they're desperate to get back to, I think you, for the most part, you can do a good job of teasing those patients out. Okay, I, I think that's uh, terribly important because you got to use your experience, your training, and, and then your intuition as, as well. Now, any patient that's rendered unconscious, even for a couple of seconds, uh, in my world, that that really raises the probability of a serious concussion on, on a on a DEFCOM three level. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely, uh, and these are typical screening uh, uh, criteria that we use. Um, now, even in the field, like on a football field in high school and in college and in professional fields as well, um, to do be able to uh, ask these questions about or observe these uh, periods of levels of consciousness, confusion, disorientation, uh, their lack of focus and their judgment, um, even if it were be for a brief period of time, and to go through the uh, the neurocognitive testing questionnaire. 
um, that actually the uh, Brain Injury Foundation has published, and even the VA uh, has published uh, a very good guideline in terms of the questionnaire to go through and screen these patients uh, for concussions. Uh, when we have that concussion syndrome, and it seems like, uh, give me an airbag case, and I'll I get really close to 100% if, if the airbag exploded in the patient's face, again, at, at, a, at a high velocity in a, in a microsecond. Uh, that's a concussion. It's just a question of measuring it. And I think the, the, the folks that I've been using, for the most part, are neuropsychologists who seem to have uh, – and there's, it's a very rare group. So many psychologists call themselves neuropsychologists without training. It's it's really a fake credential that they make up. There are others who have you know that, that you know we we use one that teaches at UCLA uh, in clinical psychology, who's a world renowned, written many papers. Uh, that's highly credible that that the insurance industry is uh, very aware of. So there's a range, like everything else in life, of high quality uh, neuropsychs and the low quality so-called neuropsychs. Uh, my understanding is they, with their two-day examination with a, a great variety of tests that they administer to the patient, they're able to determine and measure to some extent the cognitive losses. In a personal injury context, that's a big deal. We want to know what the patient lost as a result of the accident. Uh, is there other does, – does medicine also provide that, that technology, that information? Yes, that's a very good question. It's a very large area of research that's undergoing, and certainly our understanding and our knowledge base of the actual pathophysiological, you know, mechanisms and uh, that are present in these uh, even what's called indolent head injuries, where you know you see them functionally quite impaired, but you're not seeing any uh, obvious evidence uh, based on the CT or MRI scan. So there has been a lot of work going on this including there's certain uh, types of high-powered MRIs that they've been able to uh, uh, screen some of these patients and clearly have been showing some SNAP uh, fiber tracks uh, or uh, these. Uh, another interesting study that's been going on is uh, actually uh, following ocular movements. Uh, there's apparently uh, some certain uh, peculiarities of the normal ocular movements that could be impaired in certain brain injury patients. Uh, those patterns are being detected. Uh, this work is coming out of New York, uh, at uh, um, actually at Columbia University. Um, there's a lot of uh, work going on. Uh, it, there still needs to be a lot, uh, you know, uh, gone through. One of the uh, forefronts of some of this work is actually the Defense Department and the VA, uh, because we have a lot of our, uh, uh, our brave soldiers coming back who may have not sustained physical injuries, but have clearly. Uh, sustained significant neurocognitive impairments from blast injuries and uh, and just uh, uh, head concussions. Um, and it's a huge cost because it's uh, hard to get these guys back into a productive uh, life, uh, especially when they're coming back. So a lot of research and work is going. Our understanding is improving, but uh, there is still a, quite a ways to go. And I have to say, just to add on to what you said earlier about not just uh, you know the disciplines. Uh, there's a lot of uh, disciplinary over uh, 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 you know that uh, that go over each other. Uh, in other words, there are neurologists that are in this field. There's uh, acute or, uh, physical medicine and rehab physicians uh, that are involved in this. Uh, the psychologists, neuropsychologists, neuropsychiatrists. So um, and even uh, family practice doctors. As a matter of fact, in addition to uh, some of the chiropractors and uh, uh, other pain management doctors as well. So uh, you really have to try to find in your local area 
uh, people who uh, deal with a lot of this, who have experience in this, have a good reputation in this. Uh, and uh, we're fortunate in Southern California, there are a number of places uh, that are actually uh, geared towards, uh, you know, the outpatient management and evaluations of these uh, trauma, uh, head trauma patients. So uh, there are resources available, uh, nonprofit resources, uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, I would advise people go to the uh, Brain Trauma Foundation that actually has links uh, online to a number of these resources that are available in the local communities um, that people can uh, uh, search out for. So they, they are there, but it's multidisciplinary, um, and you just have to be able to uh, really find the resources uh, uh, for these particular patients that is really important early on to be able to recognize and uh, get them involved into a program. Uh, fascinating across all, all the way around, Doctor, and this is going quite quickly. I want to type uh, a couple of areas that chiropractors have been involved in some of these brain trauma cases, and I want to urge a good deal of caution. Uh, there's been uh, some talk about some chiropractors actually owning a hyperbaric oxygen uh, tent or hyperbaric oxygen therapy for traumatic brain injury, and uh, I guess the theory is that by putting a patient inside of uh, such a tank, you get a great deal of fresh and pure oxygen, and that should help restore the healing of the brain. Uh, what's, it, what's, it, what's, what's, the, uh, what's your opinion of that kind of therapy? Well, when I was at uh, UCLA, we actually had a hyperbaric oxygen chamber that we had put some injury patients in, uh, and there have been a fair amount of uh, papers written for that. Unfortunately, a lot of these papers and a lot of the studies don't really meet out any substantial benefit. Uh, now, uh, I'd like to say, uh, you know, so long as the science makes sense, it's important. Uh, you know, we do know from a number of uh, uh, conditions, especially in wound healing, uh, trauma, uh, you know, the external trauma, uh, these patients that are given uh, bariatric uh, uh, therapies, uh, they do benefit. Uh, we know that wound healing is better in these kind of patients. Uh, but unfortunately for uh, brain injury, and depending on what kind of brain injury, again, there's mild, moderate, severe brain injuries, uh, and it's been studied across the board, there's some anecdotal and there's some uh, weak data to suggest that, uh, you know, hyperbaric oxygen can be helpful. But unfortunately, it's not a slam dunk. And, uh, you know, it is not an approved therapy. Uh, not a, a lot of the payers or, or even Medicare will uh, offer that. Uh, or reimburse for that. So it, it does become a matter of uh, some patients who, uh, you know, they so long as they are educated about the potential benefits and also the uh, the studies out there that don't show a clear and clear cut uh, uh, benefit over uh, routine care. Um, you know, it is certainly something of an option that's out there, certainly, but. Uh, you have to take it with a grain of salt, unfortunately. Well, uh, let's hope that there's more uh, technology on the way. I'm glad UCLA is employing such a device. Uh, but uh, it's not a mainstream use, and I guess most uh, neurosurgeons neuros, uh, or, or brain injury specialists uh, are not relying on this uh, technology at this point. Uh, it could change if, uh, if more information comes in, I take it. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, it's a continuing. It's mo mostly a matter of... You know, uh, what are the best uh, patients uh, to put in them? And that has yet to be, I believe, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, we're probably not uh, choosing or selecting the right kind of patients that could possibly benefit from this. But that has still yet to be meted out. There's a, a new field that's emerging in chiropractic called chiropractic neurology. 
Uh, there's a an institute in Florida, I believe it's called the Carrick Institute, where they uh, uh, they hold themselves out as a clinical neuroscience and rehabilitation, and they don't just handle brain injury cases. They're they're looking at uh, working with acupuncture, uh, looking at uh, migraine headaches, uh, human performance, uh, movement disorders. Uh, so it's a fascinating area, and then there's also some mention about traumatic brain injuries. Uh, have you had experience with uh, chiropractors that actually are engaged in neurological work and, and uh, know anything about, the, uh, or especially, I guess, it's the ocular work, and I'm not even sure what that means, but some, some work with the eyes uh, and that the chiropractor can actually help the patient with? Well, uh, number one, again, these aren't approved therapies. I haven't looked at specifically into the Carrick Institute to see what they have on offer. Uh, Neurochiropractic uh, 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 therapies and uh, uh, treatments have been available for a number of years. And we know, for, especially for certain conditions, especially musculoskeletal pain-related issues, um, you know, degenerative uh, uh, spinal disorders, uh, mostly of those nature, and even patients with, for example, spasticity from spinal cord injuries or uh, uh, even the uh, the movement disorder problems, uh, uh, you know, related to uh, Parkinson's. Those aspects can, uh, they have been doing uh, uh, therapy, chiropractic therapy for a while. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's not a lot of hard scientific-based evidence out there to uh, to espouse its benefits uh, compared to routine allopathic um, um, medical care. So okay. uh, it is well, open. It is open. Uh, it is an open question. Well, let's 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 continue studying that. I, I intend to have a chiropractic neurologist on one of our uh, shows in the future because uh, it's a fascinating field. And if people are getting better, we need to know about it. Finally, uh, you also have your own treatment for brain injury cases. What is the, the technology you're using today? So, um, again, it, it depends on patient selection uh, because there is a gamut and a range of uh, impairments that are associated with uh, 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 head concussions. And this ranges all the way from uh, minor, minor neurocognitive issues such as the difficulty with the uh, short-term memory, uh, thought processing, uh, thought integration, uh, decision-making, uh, to the uh, severely impaired. Uh, patients who are in a coma and now have severe neurocognitive deficits. So, depending on what uh, uh, kind of patient, they, they you know they can potentially still get significant treatment for the severe injury. Of course, intensive rehab, neuro rehab is very important uh, in places uh, uh, like uh, uh, you know specialized uh, or specialized traumatic brain injury centers. Um, whereas uh, patients with mild neurocognitive impairments. Um, can benefit from a range of uh, treatment options uh, that can range from uh, psychological uh, to uh, antidepressants uh, to uh, even um, what we have uh, these days that is becoming of very interest uh, is uh, uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation therapy. I now that's a, that's that's very fancy. That's a very fancy set of words there. Would you do that? Say that one more time. <laughs> Yeah, it's called transcranial magnetic stimulation therapy, and this okay. has been around for a very long time. Uh, UCLA, when I was uh, doing my fellowship, uh, we had been uh, doing it for head injuries and also for depression. Uh, we're one of the first uh, centers uh, that actually uh, was in the forefront for getting this FDA approved for depression primarily, uh, but uh -huh. it uh, still has some open work in, uh, in traumatic brain injury 
uh, and a lot of other, actually, uh, even in stroke rehab and uh, neurorestoration, um, and even for as uh, much as uh, uh, um, things like in Parkinson's and uh, uh, and Alzheimer's. But the main focus, uh, it's, it is FDA approved for uh, for depression and major depression. Uh, there's been over 2 million treatments uh, that's been delivered uh, in the depression fields, and uh, it's very well tolerated uh, with very minimal side effects. And what it is is basically delivering focal uh, magnetic stimulation to the brain. Um, we have some theories as to why this may be an effective uh, means of uh, treating depression, um, especially in terms of its uh, ability to stimulate neuronal activity and stimulate neuronal networks to develop or so. And we know from the head concussion and head injury data that there is uh, elements of uh, snapping of neuronal tracts and neuronal networks that happens from, you know, these violent uh, application of forces uh, to the head. Again, that may not show up on scans. So right. the stimulatory ability to uh, uh, enhance and encourage uh, the brain to reform networks and develop uh, neural networks again is the basis upon which uh, we think that this uh, may be benefiting patients. So, uh, it, it, it almost it almost sounds chiropractic in a, in, a, in a sense with 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 manipulation, uh, restoration, blood flow, and uh, regeneration. Uh, these, these are it, it, it sounds like a very organic and logical process, Doctor. We've run out of time. That's what happens when we have somebody really smart and interesting and doing some cutting edge. I will mention uh, that uh, we've uh, we're enticing uh, Doctor Shaw to join us. Uh, for our annual big blowout uh, best of the uh, personal injury seminar that we'll be having in October. We'll let you know the dates in the future. Uh, we're going to have it uh, at LAX. It's convenient for everybody, for folks that have to fly down and join us. Uh, I think it's going to probably be our last year was our biggest one. I think this will be even bigger because uh, brain injuries, concussions, and all the things that are in between are vitally important in today's practice. Uh, I think we're going to uh, have a, a good eight hours of uh, accredited uh, continuing ed hours on that. So uh, we'll we'll keep you informed, uh, Doctor. How does one get a hold of your office? Well, to, uh, we to, have a, for, for 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 patients that suffer this exactly this kind of problem. Correct. So uh, we have our practice that's uh, based out in Newport Beach, uh, called the Newport Neurospine Specialist and the Newport Brain Institute. Uh, we can uh, the number here is nine four nine. Two eight four zero five seven five, and we'd be happy to take any inquiries. And again, uh, Sean, thank you very much for having me. I've been excited to participate in uh, any of these deliberations uh, in the future because it's a. Uh, I believe uh, uh, there's so much uh, for people to learn uh, in terms of an awareness uh, aspect of this, and to say that there's things that can be done very meaningfully um, to people's benefit. Well, that that wasn't true for 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 you know as long as the human race has been beating each other on the head, people just took their lumps and they lived with a permanent brain injury thereafter. But after the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, there's an enormous amount of funding and research through the VA and and, and medicine in general and chiropractic as well. But how do how do we do? What's what's the best way to restore brain function? You've really opened uh, uh, some doors here for us. We appreciate it very much, Doctor Shaw. Have a lot of fun, stay healthy, and continue taking care of those patients. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.